0: By the time you hear this podcast, you'll think that 2019 is a choice. I do, put
1: up, yeah, 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 put up, yeah, 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 put up, meant to be, meant be, be. 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 put up, when yeah, when? yeah, yeah, put up, yeah, 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 put up, yeah. Baby, I do, it just won't stop you. Love, love me, love me, love me, love me Cause I need you, I need love. you, baby, it's true. Love me, love me. I want you, and I need you. I just wonder gonna I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe.
0: Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And happy New Year, everyone. Woo twenty nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, thank you, everyone who's listening downloaded so far and being patient with us, and thank you for everyone who celebrated our one hundredth episode. We are now at episode one oh one. I believe this is the it's a highway in California, right? I don't know.
2: I was gonna say like um it's a, begin- a new beginning because like, you know, like, oh, it's such and such 101 is like the class that you take when you're first starting out. Yeah. New beginning is 101. Um, so it's the first after the 100th episode. It's the newest, the first episode in 2019. Um, it's new beginnings, but in a good way, not like the record company. Now he quotes record company. new Be- Do you remember New Beginnings? With Eric... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Yeah, yeah, not to drop names. I don't know if he listens, but yeah, Eric. (laughs) Yeah, so but it's a new, it's a good new beginning. Like you know, it's just first episode of the year. Let's get this bread, (laughs) as the kids say.
0: All right, thank you everyone for listening so far. Um, Where this is a new beginning for us in episode one hundred and one. If you want to tell someone where they can find us. Uh well, we're not on Facebook Live, but we are on Facebook still.
2: Facebook?
0: Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. We also have a website by the time you hear this dot com. The website and the Facebook URL are spelled with the word U, you. Y O U. If you want to get with us on Instagram, as I have a message. <laughs> uh if you want to get with us on Instagram, we are at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because
2: we're urban.
0: Yes. Yes, we are. And that is the same spelling for our Email address by the time you hear this at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. If you're an independent artist and you send your music to us, we'll play it for absolutely free. And if you want to listen to us on the go and avoid that annoying co worker or uh, avoid talking to that Uber driver <laughs> because they want to sell you their um, body butter.
2: What the hell? That sounds gross. Body butter? No thanks. <laughs>
0: Uh, hopefully, someone listening will understand that reference <laughs> to my butter. But uh, you can listen to us in podcast form on the Apple Podcast app if you have an iPhone or iPad. And if you are an Android user, you can listen to us on the Google Music app. That's where you find the podcast. And we're also on uh, Podomatic, Castbox, Overcast, uh, Auto Radio, Tune In Radio. Um I'm forgetting one. Satchel Podcast Player. Mm-hmm. And Listen Notes. And listen notes. Uh any other podcast aggregate app. And on listen notes, that is a search engine for podcasts in which you can search for um uh search for podcasts by topic, you know. So we have had topics such as uh Depeche Mode's one oh one documentary. So mm-hmm. this could be the Depeche Mode episode, but not exactly. Um, we've talked about Diane Warren. We've talked about the Bobby Brown story. We've talked about Trevor, Trevor Horn. Horn. Um, we've talked about the album uh, 24 karat magic <laughs> uh, and nevermind going way back. So um, searching for different music topics, you may be able to find us. If we've talked about it on the show. All right. So let's get into this, man. We've been gone for a while. Um, but we're, we're trying to get it right for 2019.
2: New beginnings. 101, New beginnings. baby. Here we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the uh, Golden Globes came out, uh, the nominations, that is. And, um, you know, we will bring up the best original uh, song. And as soon as I can pull it up here, we
2: can talk about the. Uh, when will the Oscar nominations come out?
0: I know they come out sometime after the Golden Globe ceremony, which is actually this coming Sunday. Oh, wow. no,
2: wait, no. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, let me It's actually this coming uh well, Sunday. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> Sunday the 6th. Uh hosted by Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg. Uh but we talk about the best original mm. song nominees. And this year it is a very, um, very very, diverse list. Yeah. Uh, So we have uh, All the Stars, uh, performed by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Also Soundwave and Al Shucks, credited as songwriters. That's from the Black Panther soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Girl in the Movies by previous Academy Award nominee, uh, Dolly Parton, and Linda
2: Perry. I would like to, side note, I would like to find someone to talk about her uh, for an episode because i did not realize outside of reba mcintyre she is the most decorated female country music artist like ever
0: yeah i think um, never realized that <laughs> i think people would say like she might she might be like the favorite yeah like she's the aretha or beyonce of country music or whitney of country
2: yeah So that'd be an interesting episode. So anyone who's out there listening that happens to know a lot about Dolly Parton, get at us, bro.
0: (laughs) And uh, if you ever wonder what happened to Linda Perry after not working with Pink anymore. Yeah. (laughs) She's a Golden Globe nominee now. she is. Requiem for a Private War, written by Annie Lennox for the movie A Private War, which is, um, I have not heard of this film, but it has... uh, Rosamund Pike as Marie Colvin, oh, okay. who was a journalist who, was, uh, who died covering the siege of Homs in Syria back mm-hmm. in 2012. She was known for apparently wearing an eye patch.
2: Yeah, okay. I, I <laughs> didn't know if that was real or not when I saw the picture. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, the song Revelation by uh, John C., written by John C., Troy Sivan, and Leland.
2: John T from Sugar Rose. <laughs> I didn't think they were still doing stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, and I believe the song is performed by the song is performed by Troy Sivan, Yeah. Uh who is in the film. Uh yeah, he's in the film Boy Erased. This is uh, another based on a true story in which uh a boy is sent to a um basically one of those uh
2: Gay conversion camps, right? Get, yeah. Yeah. Gay conversion the therapy way. camps.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Troy Sivan it, it plays one of the uh, one of the people he meets there. So uh, that is based on a true story, and um, yeah. And last but not least, "Shallow," written by Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, Anthony Rosamondo, and Andrew Wyatt, uh, for the film "A Star Is Born." Uh, I know this is like the fourth or fifth version <laughs> of A Star is Born. Uh, it's actually the fourth remake. <laughs> so, But this apparently includes all new original music. Have you seen this one? I have not seen this this okay. film.
2: I haven't either. Um, I've heard this song, though. It's a very good song.
0: So uh, congratulations to Lady Gaga. This is, her, I believe, her second Golden Globe nomination for songwriting. I well you know what i don't think she was nominated for the song that she did uh for the 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 song she did with with Diane Warren oh, okay she wasn't nominated for the golden globe she was nominated for an oscar, oscar. for it, though um so yeah uh of those songs i've only heard uh i've only heard two of the songs
2: likewise
0: <laughs> likewise um so i'm not sure who's going to win that uh but if anyone was concerned about uh, Justin Hurwitz, who won- who went back-to-back. <laughs>
2: he went back-to-back on him. He's not nominated again this year, is he? Wait, did he go back-to-back? Hold on. Yeah, I think for Ferdinand, or was it... Um, it was for an animated movie.
0: I want to oh, no, it. no, no. He did not go back-to-back. He did That was... Uh, who was the other guy on that song? Binge Pasek. Oh, okay. I oh. believe... He- he went back-to-back.
2: Well, he ain't nominated this year, so you got some new faces.
0: Yeah, he's the one who went back-to-back as far yeah, as being okay. nominated, Uh, but he did not. He went back-to-back as far as the Golden Globes, though. Uh, Benj Pasek
2: for co-writing City of Stars and This Is Me,
0: but mm-hmm. he was not nominated this year.
2: This Is Me, it, that's the song, not Ferdinand. Yeah. Greatest Showman.
0: So it's Justin Hurwitz this time, but he was nominated this year for best original score for the film First Man.
2: I haven't seen that. I haven't it's either. about uh, Neil Armstrong, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I might check that out. I think it's free somewhere now.
0: Uh, also, um, for those Childish Gambino fans, uh, the producer he has collaborated with the most, Ludwig Goransson, oh yeah, is nominated for best original score for Black Panther.
2: I'm curious to see what that what that uh, movie does period not just music wise but um at the oscars and and everything i'm very curious to see what it does and the grammys yeah
0: i think it's going to be nominated probably just for for music and sound related stuff mm-hmm. it'll probably it'll probably be nominated for its score and it'll yeah. be nominated for its um for the original song and probably like sound editing and sound uh it's sound editing and sound mixing.
2: Yeah, no, I think a lot of people, and I mean, this isn't me because I mean, I know you still haven't seen it, right? No, that's why Abe wants to take your black card. Um, don't feel bad. You mean, I no mean, no one can take my black card for me. It's 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 a good movie, but I do think there is some overhype to it, and I hate to disappoint the people who think that Michael B. Jordan is going to get a Best Supporting Actor nomination.
0: You don't think it's going to happen? It's
2: Not going to happen. You got to look at, it's a superhero movie, and you got to look at what it's going up against in terms of, you know, history.
0: The You have to have a performance, even though I don't care about the debate of whether Batman is a superhero or not. <laughs> well, That's not the point. Yeah. But as far as just a comic book character. Yes. You have to be up there with Heath Ledger as the Joker.
2: And Michael B. Jordan was not up there. If I he's hate not to up there, he's the not going to get nominated. I hate to disappoint the people who are like, no. He just wasn't I mean He was good For a Marvel villain He was the best He was unanimously And I agree He is the best Marvel villain we've had No shade to Loki But like Heath Ledger Was just on another level Yeah Like it was like Heath Ledger actually Made people uncomfortable And not just white people Like he made everybody uncomfortable (laughs) I think Michael B. Jordan Just made like White Anglo-Saxon people (laughs) (laughs) one
0: thing thing that i am uh interested in uh, that i do enjoy here is uh for the best motion picture Mm -hmm. three of these films in the best motion picture drama category have black leads
2: really what are the uh what's nominated
0: we got black panther okay black klansman and if beale street could talk okay which was written and I believe co and directed by Barry Jenkins, who uh directed Twilight uh not Twilight, Moonlight.
2: No. I was like, man.
0: He did not do Twilight, it was Moonlight. I was like, he's
2: come a <laughs> long way. <laughs>
0: Look so at that. he um Yeah, he wrote uh, he co he co wrote Moonlight and he won an Oscar for the best adapted screenplay. It was also nominated for Best Director that year. But he's not nominated for Best Director for If Beale Street Could Talk, unfortunately. But Spike Lee is. He's nominated for (laughs) For Black Black Klansman. Klansman. For directing Black Klansman. Um, And also, in other music-related news for this Golden Globes, Mm -hmm. Rami Malek is nominated for Best Actor in a motion picture drama, even though it could be considered a musical because... It has. It's so about a musical music. artist. Yeah. But Rami Malek is Freddie Mercury.
2: Have you seen that yet?
0: I have not. Me either.
2: <laughs> I haven't been to the movies in quite some time.
0: I, I heard he was good. Um. I think the, the main criticism is that there was a lot of stuff that was left out.
2: Well, that's going to happen with every movie that's a biopic.
0: But I guess stuff that I guess should have been put in. I don't know. I don't know. We'll I don't I mean, know. We have, we have
2: to see. Well, I mean, it's kind of like with the other biopics. And honestly, that would be something maybe we can cover in twenty nineteen is that movie. Um I feel like that's a that's a recurring theme with all of these musical biopics that we've discussed. There's something missing because of this the point of view of which it was written. Yeah. Like especially like, you know, with and I don't know if they mean like things about Freddie Mercury were left out, but Freddie Mercury's dead, so he can't tell his story. So he is dependent upon other people to tell that story. And if they choose to leave certain things out or maybe even try to paint him in a certain light. He can't stop them, kind of like with N.W.A.'s um, "Straight to Compton," with the Temptations biopic.
0: The, the, the thing is, it, it's probably true with with Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. But with N.W.A., it's stuff that we already knew had happened.
2: <laughs> but they weren't gonna let that get in there.
0: <laughs> they made look. They made <laughs> Dr. Dre the second half of the movie. They put him in a romantic comedy.
2: Yeah, they're not. They're not letting that happen. You're not gonna hear about Michelet. You're not. There's. There's another movie. You didn't about hear about Misha
0: or D bars. No,
2: you didn't, and you're never going to, because <laughs> Dr. Dre and his Beats money. Helped. That Beats money
0: was. A, that Beats money was on the line. <laughs> they probably helped finance that.
2: They probably helped finance it. They're like, oh, so are we going to have this part about Misha And he's like counting like thousands. Like, nope, one thousand, two thousand, three thousand. Like, no, we're not going to put that in there because I'm Dr. Dre, and I have more money than you. <laughs> it just wasn't going to happen
0: uh also on the um uh in as far as music related um Bradley cooper and lady gaga are nominated for their performances in a star is born um I believe there will also be a uh i feel like someone else was nominated from it to some other actor but no it doesn't look like it I was looking for a supporting actor <clears throat> i think um uh I forget his name, but he, he was, I don't know why the first movie I think of that he was in is *Riz roadhouse, but he was in roadhouse. <laughs> he has that, the the that rich, deep voice, the, the epic mustache. And I cannot remember his name. Uh, let Sam, me look at it. Sam so. Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah. yeah.
2: Coors banquet beer.
0: <laughs> this film also has Dave Chappelle. I, I Really? I keep forgetting. Like I, in the trailer, I, you see him for like five seconds. Really? But he is he is in the, he is in the film as
2: well. I need to see this movie then. I didn't know. I think I heard that Sam Elliott was in there, <clears throat> but I think that was because um, I was I was trolling IMDb at one point for this for this movie. Yeah, Sam Elliott is awesome. He's also very old. <laughs> he was on. Um, I saw him on a. Uh, um, he is on a show on Netflix with Ashton Kutcher.
0: Oh yeah, the, the ranch. ranch, which isn't very. Oh, it bad. has it has Ashton Kutcher and um, Danny, Masterson. Danny Masterson.
2: Well, not anymore. Danny Masterson got the the Me Too got him.
0: Oh yeah, oh,
2: they got oh, him. Yeah. Mm. They, they Me Tooed him. So, um, but yeah, Sam Elliott looked like he was funny, but you can tell like uh, you a little up there, buddy. You're up there <laughs> in age. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So, um, yeah, they'll do it for the Golden Globes. It, it's coming out this coming Sunday. And we'll find out who wins. And this will it's it's normally a good indicator of who is going to be nominated for the Oscars. Yeah. Um and I'm trying to pull up our other topic.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at it now. We got some um interesting, interesting, interesting.
0: <laughs> so we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The inductees uh, and now. the inductees. Yeah. And um some people got in, of course, and some people didn't. I mean, it's And an- we already have the band of, uh, uh, will they, uh, show, will they up? show up? Is everyone going to show up?
2: I think they're not going. I'm saying that. Now. You're talking about Radiohead, aren't you? Yeah. They're not going. <laughs> so they're Radiohead
0: going. <laughs> is in, and they are the band in which we ask, is everyone showing up?
2: I don't even think they're going to show up, Period if they do it will only be to make a mockery of the whole thing or maybe they will show up and be adults i don't know um i just don't i don't think they're going to show up yeah i don't even know if they consider this an honor or not i don't i don't <laughs> <laughs> they probably think that they're better than the rock and roll hall of fame
0: so yeah. this year the uh inductees were um of, along with Radiohead, Bon Jovi, Dire Straits. Oh, wait, hold oh, on. Wait, nominees, that's last
2: year. Oh, that well, was see, last okay. year, my bad. Yeah, this year it is. Uh, I'm on the page. Oh, hold on. I I think I, I got it.
0: Okay, here we go. The Cure, Radiohead, Def Leppard, Janet Jackson, Stevie Nicks, Roxy Music, and The Zombies.
2: The Zombies was really weird because I only know them for that season song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure they were important. <laughs> I'm not to insult them. I don't know them. So,
0: uh, other guys who were snubbed, uh, some people had something to say, uh, LL Cool J did not get in,
2: uh, Pearl Jam did not get in. That is another band that would not show up. Pearl Jam would not show up. Are Are they? I thought they were in there. are not in there
0: yet. Um, could you check that for me? Because yeah, I feel it. like they they're not in. Yet. They're eligible, but they're they're still not in.
2: Crap. Yeah, yeah. they're in there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I in read 2017, this. 2017. Yeah. Okay, so they got in two yeah. years ago,
2: and they showed up. So I was wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but like this. Uh, Pearl Jam uh Jeff Ament from Pearl Jam was actually on a did a guest spot on a uh he did a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame special mm-hmm. <laughs> and he played some songs from bands who deserved to be in mm. but did not get in mm. and well or he he picked the artists who deserved to be in yeah uh of the ones who were finalists actually so if you real, hear who's, who, he, who is not on this playlist, then you know who he didn't think deserved to get in. So, he played Roxy Music, who was in. Devo, who did not. MC5, did not. Radiohead is in. The Cure is in. Todd Rundgren did not get in. Rage Against the Machine, not in.
2: I don't think they'll show up either.
0: John Preen.
2: I don't know who he is. We I've mentioned him name.
0: on the Artist 100 uh, a couple months ago. Oh yes, because it came y- out with an album. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: That's where I remember the name from. Okay.
0: And uh, Def Leppard, who is in. Yeah. Uh. But this year, um, the one that I'm ex- I I. I'm excited that she is in. Um. I know, like the if they're the purist, mm-hmm. the rock and roll purist don't want to put her in yeah. but I'm happy Janet Jackson is in.
2: Yeah. I I see nothing wrong with having um not a traditional rock artist in the Hall of Fame. I have I mean at this point I think everyone knows it's essentially the popular music Hall of Fame at this point. Yeah. I think everyone kind of understands that. I what mean it when is.
0: you ha- when you put hip hop artists in you know and you put in you put in pop artists. Yeah. In the beginning you, you were putting in Motown artists. Yeah. So it's not just about the the genre. Nope. So um I'm happy she's in. Um So we're uh, I want I wonder if there's like a betting line about Radiohead will all the members show up or not? Over/unders.
2: Yeah, over under I mean, 5 members. We'll are see. Are there are
0: there four members in the band? I don't there's
2: know. There's five. I just I'm curious. I mean like cuz they've always shunned this sort of thing. They stopped selling their records in stores and, you know, started doing the pay-what-you-want type thing for them. So they've gone off the beaten path, and it just kind of makes you wonder, you know, would they—because Prince showed up. And I kind of—I associate them with Prince and how they approached music in the new millennium. Prince, of course, was so far ahead of his time, um, and I don't think—and maybe people do give him credit for it. I don't know. I've not heard people give him much credit for it, but— you know, he was one of the first artists to sell his music online. You know, trying to get around using a record company. Uh, Warner Brothers hated his guts because of it, but he, you know, he felt like he was onto something. And I think with the advent of streaming and everything, Radiohead kind of picked up that that torch, if you will, and started selling their music online. And they went even further by saying, "Pay what you want for it," understanding that there's just so much music out there that it's impossible to buy everything. So if you feel that our music is worthy of giving us money, you can give us some, you can give us, some. and they didn't set a price. It, it wasn't like, you know, give us what you want up to $13. You could give them a thousand dollars if you want it, whatever you wanted to, whatever you felt it was worth. And I think a lot of artists might be afraid to do that because of, you might find out <laughs> how much people really care about what you do. And I think part of the reason they were able to get away with that is because they have, you know, that fervent. I don't know what theirs are called. Like if you got the Navy, the Around the Navy, and the Beehive, and the One Directioners, I don't know what Radio Headers are called, but they're just as dangerous. All <laughs> Radio Headers for now. Yeah, they are just. <laughs> uh, some people call them hipsters. Uh, <laughs> it just depends, but so I mean, like I would like it if they showed up just because of what they've meant. I'm not a fan of them, but I do feel like they were um, important to indie rock in the '90s, in the late '90s and late '90s and then important to as far as where music was going in terms of how we get music. I, I think those two things they were important for, but they are not as important as their fans think they are. Their fans think they're the biggest band since, you know what, I'm not going to say the Beatles, that's too mainstream. They think they're the most important band since the Velvet Underground. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Modern Reed. <laughs> Because that's, that's a Tom band. Tom York is Lou Reed. You got to think that's a band that Radiohead fans listen to. They probably listen to. They're like, the Beatles, eh. But the Velvet Underground, the Doors, like that's what, yeah. Like the Beatles are too mainstream for them. That's too <laughs> mainstream.
0: <laughs> um, some other notes here about the Rock and Roll of Fame. Uh, three are, Three of the inductees are first-time nominees, Def Leppard, Stevie Nicks, and Roxy Music. Um, Roxy Music... Uh, according to this article, is the biggest surprise. Uh, we had a, an episode about sophistipop, Yeah. And they are one of the pioneers of that um, subgenre. genre um, The only song I know is that I, I I know off the top of my head is more than this because I heard Bill Murray do a karaoke version of it in <laughs> Lost in Translation.
2: It's a good song.
0: Yeah. Um, also, uh, Stevie Nicks is already in as a member of Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. but her solo stuff—I uh, guess it.
2: I—I it, um, I don't think. No offense to her, like why are you putting her in as a solo artist? It, that, it's just—it's just weird. Like outside of the Edge of Sixteen or Seventeen, and what was the song she did with Prince? Like I stand just, back. I, I don't know much, about, and I mean, like maybe that could be my ignorance.
0: We told the story about stand back? Right.
2: Yeah. How Prince came in. He drove it. He came in. He <laughs> laid down the parts, played like, the keyboards,
0: yeah. and then just
2: disappeared. <laughs> poof. <laughs> he was gone. <laughs> what does he say at the end of um, of Usual Suspects? And just like that, poof, he was gone. <laughs> You've seen Usual Suspects, yes. right? All right. I was like, I don't yes. want to. Thirty years later ruined the ending for somebody. <laughs> like cover your ears, kids. Spoiler alerts for the usual suspects.
0: Um when, now what we're it's it's a sign that, you know, we're getting old. Um mm-hmm. uh, is that we're gonna see bands that were popular in the late seventies into the eighties mm-hmm. get inducted. Uh Bon Jovi like I mentioned Bon Jovi, they're already in. Yeah. The cars are already in. Yeah. Um, Do you think anybody was snubbed?
2: Rage Against the Machine, only because I do feel for that type of music. While they were not the first to do protest music, they kind of brought it to the mainstream. I don't know much about Kraftwerk, but I heard you and Matt talk about their importance to music. So I would say them as well. But that's about it. I mean, Todd Rundgren, Take or Leave. Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan was the breakout star there. I put I put Rufus featuring Shaka Khan in the same boat as I put um, Stevie Nicks. Like, induct the star. You would have to put the band in. It, it just, it. I mean, I get it. It's an honor to be, you know, for both to be in there, because I feel like this could happen in the future with like someone like Eminem and D twelve. Like, do we put do okay?
0: D twelve <clears throat> isn't getting in anyway.
2: Just saying though, they only to, like,
0: made two albums together.
2: How many did Rufus make
0: though? <laughs> Several.
2: I I just and I As guess, Rufus and Shaka Khan. I wasn't around then, so I mean, like, but for me, it, it'd be like you know, induct the star. You don't have to induct the group. Induct the star. Or just induct everyone at the same time and just say like this counts for you too Stevie Nicks as a solo artist, or, you know that kind of be a but like it's just like oh I'm inducted twice both as a member of this band and as a solo artist now. Well, it's
0: kind of like how um, uh, well I know I know a lot of people don't won't know who John Wooden is, mm-hmm. but John Wooden is in the Basketball Hall of Fame as a player and a coach. Yeah. Lenny Wilkins is in as a player and a coach.
2: And and so, and I was going to say too, like now, if both careers did deem it, so Sting, the police, put them in separately because both careers were big enough separately. You know, like Sting is, to quote Minario, Sting is so big, you don't even, you forget that he was in the police. That's how big he got. Stevie Nicks was not big enough to forget that she, that she was in Fleetwood Mac. She wasn't big enough to forget that. Uh
0: so what do you think about um so do you think Rage Against the Machine is the biggest snub?
2: I, I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um I, I would agree there. Uh I think if you if you're gonna put in uh Run DMC
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I
2: believe is Public Enemy in? I'm not sure, but I think so. Cause I know NWA is in, so I would imagine Public Enemy's in.
0: Let's look. Uh, find that really quick.
2: If they are in,
0: um, yes, they are.
2: 13? Mm-hmm.
0: So if Public Enemies in <clears throat> Run DMC NWA, you got to put LL Cool J in.
2: Yeah, I think his time will come. I think so. All of those artists that you mentioned were like very socially con- outside of kind of Run DMC, but they're very socially conscious artists who kind of. Um, Run DMC look,
0: is, but they also made songs that white people weren't threatened
2: by. Yeah. And I think they were, they're were they better known for those songs than, like, everyone... And that's unfortunate. Everyone knows about <laughs> what Public Enemy did. Everyone knows about NWA. You know, they, they kind of shook up the status quo, added to the zeitgeist buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. So, and not saying that LL Cool J didn't do that, but, like, he... And I think maybe that's what people might try to use against them, especially those of you know those who don't feel that hip hop artists should be in there. They're like, well, you know, what did he ever do that was important, you know? And it's just like, it doesn't matter. Just put a, put them in there based on talent, because I mean, like you know, you, you can look at other artists. You know, what did what did Stevie Nicks do? What did Def Leppard do that you know contributed to social consciousness? Why does a Why does a hip hop artist have to be held to that? And I mean, this could all be in my head. This could all be in my head if If I'm being honest.
0: All right, so I'm going to go down a list really quick of 20 artists who are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and uh, just let me know if they deserve to be in. Okay. Okay. Warren Zevon.
2: I would say maybe more than this. I don't know. I don't know a ton about his career. I I know the respect that he commands from his, from his, I know he's passed away, but the respect he commanded from his peers. Um, but no one really made a big fuss about him until he died. Like, he wasn't one of those people that stayed relevant. Um, I always heard about him more as a writer than an actual performer.
0: Okay. Depeche Mode.
2: Yeah, they should be in there. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I recognize what they did. Nick Drake. <clears throat> um... I can't think of, and this is of course all from my point of view. People, I don't want anyone writing me angry emails or messages. No. Like he's, I just, I can't think of how relevant he, like you to me, you got to transcend some things to be in this. He's one of those guys,
0: like you say, hipsters listen to oh, Radiohead I, oh, no, and Velvet Nick Underground. Drake. They love Nick Drake. You yeah. got to.
2: Nick Drake and Donovan, which I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he's on the list.
0: <laughs> I think he's, I think he's. In. he's in there. Okay. I think he's in. All right, uh, Iron Maiden.
2: Oh, God, yes. Yes. That whole, um, and that would be interesting to get Pat, if we want to get someone like Pat back on, to talk about that um, wave of British heavy metal. Mm -hmm. Like, they were instrumental in that Iron Maiden should definitely be in. Pat Benatar. Yeah, I think she should be in. Yeah. New Order. What did they do again? Did they do It's My Life? No,
0: they did uh, Blue Monday.
2: Blue Monday. I don't know. I mean, how were they instrumental in New Wave? Or
0: yeah, I would say they're they're um, part of the of of New Wave. And um, I it's a it's a, a film that I I would want you to I would like for you to watch okay. called Twenty Four Hour Party People. Mm-hmm. Is about them. Yeah. Okay. New way like as far as like the Manchester scene throughout mm, the eighties. They're
2: they're from the Manchester scene. Okay. Yeah,
0: and they were um. Uh, Joy Division before...
2: um, That's a bit I haven't heard in a while.
0: (laughs) Before the lead singer passed. Okay. And then the remaining members formed New Order.
2: Okay. I'll check that out.
0: They were also the first band on Top of the Pops to perform live. Huh. Uh, Anyway, uh, moving on. The Pixies.
2: I'm not a fan, but... um... I feel like they'd get in just because they inspired Kurt Cobain. (laughs) Like I feel like based on that, like you were, you know, like people like, oh yeah, he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Like he's your favorite grunge artist or he's your favorite indie artist, favorite indie artist. I feel like they'd get in based on that. Devo. I just, I just can't. Maybe they mean more to some people. Maybe they mean more to some people than they mean to me. But I just cannot. I can't. I can't say yes to that.
0: Nine inch nails.
2: Yeah, I, I think def, I definitely. Nineties um, industrial, like what what a lot of modern alt music became. I think you can trace a lot of it back to Trent Reznor.
0: Sonic Youth.
2: Not a big fan, but I would say yeah, just based on their influence. <clears throat> All right.
0: Um, get to the next one here. Brian Eno, who is a member of Roxy Music, yeah. but we're talking about solo as a
2: solo. I, so I don't know much about his solo work, but I I knew him before I knew Roxy Music. Um and like I always heard about him, but I never knew what he did. So I, I can't say, I can't speak on that one.
0: Uh I think you look at him more not so much as a s as a solo artist, but a as a producer. Yeah, that's and that's what I was talking hear about. Talking heads, U two, yeah. David Bowie, Coldplay. Yeah. So, it'll be that.
2: Which Coldplay album did he do? Um,
0: I'll say Viva La Vida. Let's find out.
2: Death to... Death and Death, all his friends. That
0: Viva La Vida and Death and All His Friends. Um,
2: let's see. Production. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was one of the producers. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> I, if he did if he did, Violet Hill, I'll say yes just based on that. He did Violet Hill. Yeah, put him in. Put, okay. him, in. <laughs> put him in.
0: All right. Um, let's see who else we got. Kate Bush.
2: This woman's work, right? Yeah. And that's all I know about her. <laughs> Wuthering I, Heights. I don't know much about Kate Bush. I can't speak on someone I don't know much about. Like
0: uh, her. Someone who, in a way, inspired Andre 3000. Kate Bush? Yeah, well, and Big Boy, I think like both of them. Really, they both are fans of Kate Bush.
2: I wonder if they like Carly Simon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really okay. That's interesting. Bjork. Uh. Uh. Yeah, I I put her in there. I would put her in there. I think we get a lot of I think we get a lot of a lot of influence on on modern day pop music you can trace back to her, especially with some of your artists like Lana, your Lana Del Rey's. You can trace back to her experimental sounds. I'll give it to her. T-Rex. No. (laughs) No, I'm sorry, man. (laughs) I kind of dig T-Rex, but no, I can't can't put them in.
0: The Smiths.
2: Is Morrissey in yet?
0: I mean, if the band's not
2: in, he can't be in.
0: Not as a solo artist.
2: Well, it wouldn't be because they're not... um, I don't know. I mean, I was not a huge fan of either, but I felt Morrissey was bigger than the Smiths. Maybe. I mean, that's one I had to actually research on. Yeah. Craftwork. Based off of what y'all said, I would put them in.
0: For them to be, to have the influence on hip-hop and electronic music Mm -hmm. in general.
2: Because isn't... um. African Bombada used a work sample. I I figured out. Yeah, Planet Rock. Yeah, Planet Rock. I didn't know that, and that's when I kind of realized uh, that's what you guys meant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, uh, John
2: Coltrane. He's not in. Wow. Yeah, I, I will put I will put John Coltrane in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he is. He is not in. Um,
2: <clears throat> that's weird. I, I figured John Coltrane would be in there.
0: So we talked about New Order. Uh, so Joy Division.
2: I don't know enough about them um, to really speak on that. I don't know. Because they're, aren't they kind of in the same, and I could be wrong, are they in the same um, circle as like The Cure? Uh, In a way. And then you see The Cure is getting <laughs> it, But then The Cure is really good. So um, I'd, have to list, I'd have to pass on that. I'd have to come back.
0: I think what they the focus on with them is, and what it seems like with a lot of these acts are the the chart success, like mm-hmm. the commercial success, Joy Division only made two albums mm. um, the Smiths made four,
1: mm.
0: but someone like Brian Eno, he made like twenty, yeah, so um. Like how do you, like what what's the criteria as far as that goes? Do you have to make a certain number of albums? The only yeah. thing I know of that is for sure the criteria it has to be twenty five years after your first, your first release.
2: release yeah, so it's funny you mentioned you know chart success and things like that because I know like a band like the Velvet Underground, hugely you know influential people love them, but did not have a ton of chart success, didn't sell a lot of records, but in terms of um, psychedelic rock you know, considered one of the most influential bands. Um, So, I mean, like, I don't think chart success really should have that much to do with it. Especially if you were a band that while not successful, were hugely influential. And like, you know, years later we can trace back, we can trace the beginnings of something back to you. I think based on that, you should be able to get in. And Joy Division could be one of those types of bands. And I just don't know.
0: All right. Last two, Uh, Whitney Houston.
2: Whoa, she's not in?
0: She is not in. Yeah,
2: I would put her in. I would definitely put Whitney Houston in.
0: All right, and Outcast. They just became eligible.
2: Mm. So for, they'd be a first ballot, essentially. First ballot Hall of Famers. This could be some of my bias of Atlanta showing. Yeah, I, I put them in only because of what they were able to do back when important cuz there was still rap coming from Atlanta and from the south but important rap didn't well, it, come from here
0: it it wasn't well i wouldn't say like not important but i guess rap that um was played outside of the south
2: yeah and I guess when I say important, well, they're important bringing rap,
0: bringing Southern rap to, to a the, national to the platform. Yeah, um, there are a lot of local artists that you know that
2: Raheem the you know, Dream, you know, <laughs> right? Dream <laughs> Kilo Ali, yeah. yeah. So
0: you know, we we all know about those guys, but as far as them on a the national stage. Yeah. They're not as well known. And Outkast kind of broke through that. Definitely. They broke through that New York ceiling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The South got something to say. N.W.A. kind of broke through that ceiling (laughs) as
2: well. The South got something to say is probably one of of those things that will be looked back on where it's just like, and the moment, you know, you're like, that's arrogant. But then you look at their career and what they did, they put their money where their mouth was, you know? And it's a shame that, like, they made, what, four albums? And I still feel like we didn't get six. enough. Six, six albums? I still feel like we didn't get enough.
0: We got Southern Playlistic, mm-hmm. AT Aliens, Equimini, Stankonia. That's four. Speaker Box, Love Below.
2: Double album, so it counts as two, I guess, technically. Well, no,
0: that's, that's five. That's five. And then the fifth one is
2: Idlewild. I forget about that album sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still feel like we did not get enough from them. Like, I, I still feel, and I guess what really kind of sparked that or spurred that on was, you know, every now and then Andre 3000 drops a verse to, to remind you, I'm one of the greatest rappers ever, like in case you forgot. And then we're still getting good records from, um, from big boy. So it's like, they weren't done. (laughs) There's still more and it could have been good, but like, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely think they should be in there. When did, um, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music come out. Nineteen ninety four. Okay. Huh. That'll be interesting to see if they make it. Yeah, I hope they do. I Hope they get in. Um.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Was uh, Houston
2: not in though. That's, yeah. That's.
0: I thought Mariah Carey would be in as well. I know she she had to have been eligible for at least the last few
2: years. I wouldn't be surprised if Mariah Carey, Terrell Owen, some people. She's just like they're like, oh, well yeah, she's she, difficult She don't know me. nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: all right. So Demi uh who?
2: Demi, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Ari Ariana Venti?
2: She covered one of your songs. Oh honey, no one covers my songs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so uh that'll do it for music news. Um so Ben, tell us about your
2: earworm of the week. So, in case you didn't know, and I don't think they've removed it yet, The Last Dragon, as of December 1st, is on Netflix. If you have not seen this movie, um, after the podcast, don't turn us off, after the podcast, go listen to it. Not listen, go watch it, excuse me. Really good movie. Um, great songs on there. You've got some a song by Vanity Six. I know they put Rhythm of the Night by DeBarge on there. You've got... Um, the last Upset dragon. Stomach Upset by stomach. Stevie Wonder. Okay, that's a, a rare miss. <laughs> a rare miss. It was a demo. From this album. God. Uh, such a bad song. Fire by Charlene, who I, I oh, thought they made up for that movie. The Glow. The, the Glow, glow. Willie Hutch. Willie Hutch. It was who who did uh was it Dwight something? Did um The Last, the last dragon? dragon? Dwight David. Dwight David. So some great songs. And also, and I'm sure he would swear this wasn't nepotism, he got Rockwell. He had a song on there called Peeping Tom. There's a video for this. Have you seen the video? I didn't know there was a video. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. There's a video for this song. It's called Peeping Tom. It was playing when, I believe it was playing in the scene where um, Bruce Leroy, although I know his name's really Leroy Green, was working out of his dojo with Johnny, mm-hmm. The um, which was kind of a racist moment. And it's, it's hard to call it out because he was Asian. He was like trying to master the art of fighting without knowing how to fight and how people are afraid of. And he said Oriental people. He said that because it was the 80s. He said how people are afraid of Oriental people, so I just got to throw on some attitude and act like I know how to fight. And he would like scream like Bruce Lee, and I was just like, wow, this would never fly in 2019. (laughs) This would not fly. Um, But he's there, and Vanity comes in, and I believe that's the song that's playing, Peeping Tom. Is playing in that scene. That's the only time it plays in the movie. And I Shazammed it or Soundhounded it and found it. And um, I've been listening to it a lot ever since.
0: All right. So, <laughs> so uh, a deep cut from the Last Dragon soundtrack.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: <laughs> this is Peeping oh, Tom by Rockwell. And I'm sure a lot of people have not heard a second song by Rockwell either so
2: (laughs) stalking songs man he loves these talking songs
0: (laughs) all right we're gonna play this and we'll be right back that is Peepin' Tom by Kennedy Gordy.
2: Stop it. Stop. A.K.A. Rockwell. Because <laughs> he said he rocks well. Um, that intro is so long, man. Yeah. That's also something that would not fly in 2018. Like, bruh, they're like, bruh, start singing. You got to start singing. <laughs> yeah, in the video, for some reason, at the beginning, he's directing an orchestra. And he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing, and then all of a sudden he's on a stage with the band. And at this part, like while the guitar player is playing the solo, he's like air violinning. It's really weird. He's got like the biggest mullet you've ever seen, and yeah, it's it's quite funny. It's quite funny. All right. <laughs> Not to mention, who's his, his? She's my peeping tom. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. It's just it's catchy. It's catchy. I can admit when lyrics are bad, guys. It's catchy.
0: Stevie Wonder helped him out on that song. Oh God,
2: um, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not.
0: All right. So um we started the we started this episode with the uh DJ Earworm remix, uh state of the state of pop for twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. He's been doing the state of pop for at least the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he puts together a video a remix of uh, and mixing together all of the, the hit songs of the year. So that's what we started the, uh, this particular episode we, uh, with. Um, so uh, we're, this is going to be our second annual because I love that name.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um you know we we've added a couple of new awards so we'll try to get this through go through this and you know not to string you along with any of this so we're going to start off with uh, our first award and it was our first award last year the songmaker of the year and the songmaker of the year goes to an artist that whether they were a or if they were a performer, songwriter, mm-hmm. producer uh they put their imprint on many hit songs mm-hmm. um, throughout the year. Yep. So Ben, who's your song maker of the year of 2018? So
2: I'm going with uh, I'm going with Drake this year. <clears throat> kind of in the vein of I know I went with Quavo last year I believe.
0: Uh no, uh, uh, last year not Quavo. We both selected Justin, Be- Justin Bieber. Yeah,
2: Justin Bieber. My bad. Quavo was in the conversation. Yeah. Um. I'm going with Drake just because it seemed like everything he touched turned to gold. Um, I don't feel that Scorpion was his best effort, but it didn't matter. Like, he had a, he had, how many number one hits did he have? I know, Nice for What. Nice for What In and My and Feelings. Feel both hit number one. Yeah. He sparked a, and I'm, I'm sure he didn't do it, or maybe he God, did, not God's know. Plan, I think, was also number yeah, one. Yeah, God's Plan. Um, And then on top of that, J Block. Released a single that he was on. I'm pretty sure that, that was the reason it was in the top 10. He was on "Sicko mode, which I believe that hit number one as well.
0: Yeah, he wasn't credited. He
2: wasn't credited, but people knew once they realized he was on it, it shot up. Um, it seemed like everything he did, like, and not to mention, I mean, like, this was, this was his year. Like, he was everywhere. Not he's not my artist of the year, which we'll talk about later, but in terms of what he was able to do. Just by his presence showing up on a song, like he is, yeah. It was almost like it was effortless for him.
0: All right. Um, so yeah, your uh, song maker of the year is Drake. I can I can definitely, um, I can definitely uh, agree with you on that. Cool he was he was definitely a, a song maker. So my song maker of the year is uh, someone who he is the the current guy that you get you know there's always that guy like remember four times like Akon was on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. T-Pain was on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um, who was another guy like Chris Brown was featured on a lot of yeah, stuff
2: Chris Brown was everywhere for a minute
0: <laughs> and right now the guy to get is Travis Scott yeah so my song maker of the year is Travis Scott falling in auto tune
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen this video Go find it It's him at a concert Falling And he Falls in auto-tune <laughs> That's very funny Yeah No Travis Scott was Travis Scott Had a really He was another artist who Had a really good year Yeah Yeah Sun is down With what So Sickle Mode Astro World Hits number one Yeah Um Creepy album cover, but
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Yosemite, Stargazing, Butterfly Effect yeah, are all big songs. And then what he worked on with Metro Boomin' on um, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did a song with... Um, who else did he do a song with? He did a song with Kodak Black, ZZ, with yep. Kodak Black. He did a song uh, on... Quavo's album. Rerun. With Quavo. He was on the Carter 5. He was on a song with Juicy J. Yep. (laughs) He was on a song with Trippy Red. With Ray Shrimmer. With Black (laughs) Youngster. With Migos. He was on the Black (laughs) Panther soundtrack. Miguel. Uh, It goes on and on. So uh, he was he he he's the go-to guy as far as getting a feature and then also come out with his own material yeah he can i think he was a, a big song maker this year all right so the next moment well the next category yeah. is our WTF moment of the year just a moment that um just Maybe a say, moment yeah. that just you just made you say WTF like what so, uh, no Ben, way. <laughs> tell us about your WTF moment, and I'm going to try to pull it up
2: here. All right. So, um, walking to the the bedroom studios, I don't know if it's the bedroom studios, or the living room studios. We have so many studios. And um, Greg tells me about what Crazy Kanye is doing. That's what we got to call him now, Crazy Kanye.
0: Crazy with a K.
2: And he was on TMZ doing an interview, trying to set whatever record straight he need to set and said that slavery was a choice he said that you know however many years he's like that's like a choice to me and it's just like I was kind of like and if you try your if you try really hard to rationalize it you can see where he's coming from but that don't make it right that still don't make it right um it was just weird like this he had a weird year but that was probably like I don't even think the making America wearing the make America great hat and And cozying up to Trump, that was even the worst. Like it, it, where it started was just, it was just weird. Like you kind of started to wonder, like, is this really the same dude? Granted, he's always outspoken, but is this the same dude that said George W. Bush doesn't care about black people?
0: Well, uh, for those to give you guys a refresher, uh, this is from ABC Action News talking about the um, comments that he Mm -hmm. made.
2: West is under fire tonight. The Grammy Award winning rapper saying that 400 years of slavery quote, sounds like a choice. Listen like you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all. You know, like it's like we're we're mentally in prison.
1: West made the suggestion that African Americans were complicit in upholding slavery. The comments came during an interview on TMZ reaction to it not positive as you can imagine, many people blasting Kanye on social media. <laughs> Kanye's resurfacing comes ahead of an anticipated album release
0: All right um, trying to find another clip to where he you can hear him explicitly say it.
2: It's funny too because it the song he made about you know that moment. <laughs> ended up being one of my favorite songs of the year. So it was kind of like a gift and a curse, you know? <clears throat> but it was definitely weird, you know, ensuing that, you know, because, it, I mean, like, for him to say that basically ignores the fact that there were people that did attempt to escape. However, the price for trying to escape ended up being, oh, I don't know, whipped to death,
0: right, let's, <laughs> hanged. Let's hear from uh, <laughs> CBC News in Canada, eh? Okay. Eh? <laughs> what exactly did kanye say
2: okay andrew this whole thing came up in the middle of kanye west's interview with the tmz show yesterday Let's he started talking to- you mm-hmm. hear about slavery for 400 years for 400 years that not like a choice <laughs> like you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all you know like it's like we're we're mentally in prison i like the word prison because mm-hmm. slavery goes too too direct to the uh idea of blacks it's like slavery holocaust holocaust jews uh slavery is blacks
1: now the backlash to that started immediately
0: so uh in seeing that video what i didn't realize is when he said it and he kind of chuckled <clears throat> like he's looking at the two hosts mm-hmm. uh harvey i forget the other guy's name the guy yeah. with the dreadlocks but uh looking at them he kind of chuckled and they're just like
2: this ain't funny like, like did he really just say that? We're not gonna we're not gonna join in <laughs> on your reindeer games. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was strange to say the least. Um yeah. but then what he did for the rest of the year, it all made sense. <laughs> all made sense. All
0: right, so that was your um your WTF moment. All right, here is mine. So um, a guy named Robert. <laughs> And which there's a documentary coming out about him uh, pretty soon. Uh he was reforming in Ethiopia. And um you know what? I just gotta I just gotta play it. Yeah, you, you can't explain up. it. I just... can't explain this. You just have to listen to it and and you'll understand why it's my WTF mm-hmm. moment of the year.
2: That broke up with a man and they looking for
1: somebody else right now. Whew. You gotta be single You gotta be single Single ladies, put your hands in the air right now so I can see you It's so many, I'm confused
2: Single ladies, single ladies Now I would like to get to know you and, talk to you and have a drink or something and we can just have something to eat and just but at the end of the conversation at the end of the conversation i'm gonna want you to come back to america with me
0: he falls in love so know, fast yeah he
2: does <clears> they <throat> must have been especially so you gotta young be willing to split the difference come to america and see me i come out here to see you in ethiopia but it's so hard to get back and forth, so hard to get back and forth, problem. How am I gonna
1: get you from Ethiopia (laughs) to America?
2: People actually cheered that. Let me think, let me think. His band is phenomenal by the way. Like they're so good.
0: Yeah. I got
1: it.
2: Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America is a national treasure.
1: <laughs> Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America, America. America, America, do you have your passport? Did you get your job?
2: Style too, like his singers just know how to. They just. <clears throat> well,
0: yeah. I think because of the like the echo they put on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was pre-planned.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think he like he like freestyled during like soundcheck or
1: something. <laughs> He's like, oh, we <laughs> like, oh, will we, we'll do that. Well, yeah, we Was tape do rolling?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, R. Kelly's still out here in these streets. He's taking it international. <laughs> um the age of consent is different in other countries. Yep, and that kind of scares us. <laughs> uh, what I would want to talk about if you if you're up for it, when um I think this week, actually in like two days, the uh the lifetime documentary surviving R. Kelly. You surviving didn't hear about this?
2: Or, no, I did not.
0: Oh, man. I thought I I thought I, I thought you'd seen the trailer for it. But surviving so surviving R. R Kelly, Kelly. Oh, they're going to talk to several women who uh, who were in a relationship with R. Kelly and how mm-hmm. he treated them, including <laughs> his ex wife,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, including his ex wife, including um, there's one girl who they kept showing like she was like the first one. I think she was in that that documentary that we talked that we talked about before. Okay, and also um. Oh, boy. If people were wondering, what happened to Sparkle?
2: Oh. Sparkle
0: is in this documentary.
2: Oh. She grew up, I guess. R. Kelly don't like him when they.
0: <laughs> well, she already seemed to be of age. Yeah, how old
2: was she when they came out with that song? She
0: looked like she was like 23, which is way too old for
2: R. Kelly. Yeah. Man, Sparkle was. I knew a girl named Sparkle. Um, Sparkle's that's. Okay, yeah, no, I would like to I would like to watch this and talk about this.
0: Yeah. So that comes out this week. And um so that'll be a future episode. <clears throat> uh so yeah, that was my WTF moment. <laughs> All right. So Ben, let's get to your um your artist of the
2: year. Okay. Uh my artist of the year. I'm going with Ariana Grande. We have referred to her as the Hardest working ponytail in the game, and well, uh, uh, initially she was the um, strongest ponytail in the game, but now she's the hardest working ponytail in the game um, because she's just out here. She's she's doing it big. I I like the quality of the work that she put out this year. Um, I I mean honestly, was she bigger than Drake? I don't know. I'd have to check the stats. According to Billboard, she was no. not. But I think the work that she put out was better than what um the what Drake put out this year. She put out essentially almost put out two albums. Like it was recorded and, and I think honestly, if she pushed it, she could have gotten it out there. She released singles from it, but it's not coming out until this year. Um they were they finished recording it, it looks like in December, and they're gonna put it out this year.
0: Yeah, she's got two singles from this upcoming album, yeah. which will be called Thank You Next. Yeah.
2: Uh yeah, but Sweetener in its in its own right was a good album. Um, it was just a good album. I I don't know what else to really say about it. Um, she performed a hell out of it, and honestly, I I wish they were getting someone like her for the Super Bowl. Maybe she'll it'll, it's in her future. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought that somebody like Maroon Five would get it, um, and I definitely think that the level of consistency we've seen from Ariana Grande is, is is better. So get her up there but yeah she's my artist of the year
0: all right i can co-sign that uh as well um the strongest ponytail in the game the hardest working ponytail in the mm-hmm. game uh because she probably really tried to get that second album yeah, out i think she did <laughs> that would have been herculean
2: <laughs> like the fact that like it's probably going to come out early this year is still pretty amazing because sweetener came out uh what was Sweetener released in August? <laughs> <laughs> two albums in six months—like that's pretty insane. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. Not even Drake's doing that. Drake releases an album every year. Yeah, and he has not done that. He's probably looking like that. Man, it's suicide, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> he probably th- he, 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 Some people might claim, oh, he put out two albums this year. Scorpions are, du-. no, look, <clears throat> not. It's probably, I would say it's a little bit easier for a rapper to do it because the structure of a, putting together a rap song is, is in some ways a lot easier mm-hmm. than putting together a pop song. Yeah. Because the beats are probably already made. Yeah. You, you can make a whole album full of, you can get 20 beats and, and rap over them mm-hmm. and... You can do that in a hotel room somewhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they do sometimes.
0: Yeah. So um, I definitely co-sign that as far as Ariana Grande being your artist of the year. Now, my artist of the year, just because of the. Um, she just blew up this year, like for more than just music, just being everywhere and kind of taking the. The mantle of the best female rapper because there's only one mm-hmm. female rapper that's allowed to be popular at a time.
2: Yeah.
0: And of course, I'm talking about the love and hip hop legend, mm-hmm.
2: Fran, Dres- I'm <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fran Drescher's
2: daughter. Yeah, new daughter.
0: I'm talking about love and hip hop legend, Cardi B. Um, and this song, Money, isn't on Invasion of Privacy. It's it's on it's a it's a single by itself. Mm-hmm. So she would be she's look she's working on another album. She's working on the next one.
2: Yeah, she had not let that baby stop her at
0: all. No, uh, it, it stopped her from doing a couple of things. Like she couldn't go on tour with Bruno Mars, like she had hoped. Even though they will be at State Farm Arena on February second. Okay. But I think the international legs that he's still touring off of this album, which is just unbelievable yeah no
2: that is that like brutal Mars is on top of the world right now,
0: yeah, yeah. um so uh, for her to just be one of the more popular rappers in general um and from where she she just blew up it it was all in a sh- short matter of time. she's being an overnight sensation, yeah, and uh the I don't know if it's an illusion that she is so that she seems to be a, a more genuine person and not as uh fabricated as someone might think that Nicki Minaj is or any other female rapper. Um I think her influence also on the uh, her uh, influence on social media and the kind of the attitude that she brings as far as being as far as being a rapper, yeah, um, it, it's just taken over. Yeah. Everyone knows who Cardi B is now. She is international. Like she, I, I follow her on Instagram. Of course I do. <laughs> uh, but she she was performing in Australia, really for New Year's,
2: and probably is popular.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody knows all the words there.
2: No, she so. worked really hard this year. I think she saw the opening. And basically, you know, it hit the whole like Emmett Smith. Like she was just like, yeah, I'm I'm here now. Um, and, I, and, I, and the word I'm looking for is not necessarily cutthroat, but I mean like there was that there was that space that was left um, after Nicki Minaj just wasn't hitting like she used to. Cardi B just stepped in and was like, it's my time now. Let's see how long she can keep it. Let's see if she can have that longevity because. It'd be easy to say she's a flash in the pan, you know. I hope she's not a flash in the pan because she seems like she is absolutely having the most fun. She seems like she is having way more fun than... All right, let me let me rephrase this. She seems like she's having the amount of fun you should be having if you were a huge mega music star and getting paid a lot of money. None of this seems stressful to her whatsoever. No. She seems like she's having fun, whereas, you know, Billy Joel... <laughs> <laughs> Was miserable Or you know, have you, the, you have these artists Who don't seem like They're having that much fun Doing it So I hope she I hope she continues To be successful And I hope she never loses That like Desire to like Make good music Cause she's a little good. She looks like she's having fun I like that
0: Yeah Alright so Next category Song of the year
2: What Booyah. you got So this one hit me Like a ton of bricks too Um I'm talking about High Horse By Miss Casey Musgraves Um as I mentioned on the episode where this was my earworm, she was supposed to be the next um, Taylor Swift, and I think in terms of talent and content quality of content, I think she has far surpassed um, far surpassed Taylor Swift. Not only with her early stuff, which was more like you know she kind of she's kind of followed that trajectory that um, Taylor Swift has followed, where you know you make your Americana style albums, and I know I'm using that term you know lightly i know that taylor swift's early self was not purely americana but you know what i mean um and then like she's now she's making you know pop music but she's making better pop music than taylor swift could ever hope to make and it's just funny to see it like like it's just like no like she's not the next taylor swift she's the first casey Musgraves, <laughs> and that's a good thing I mean, that's a good thing and i like the fact that country music has kind of gone this way to where she can make an album like this. Carrie Underwood made an album like this too. Um, There's a lot of artists that are making albums like this. Um, I just think she's doing it the best currently. All right. Um,
0: Yeah. I don't remember exactly which episode that this was your earworm, but I do remember that it was. Yeah. I have nothing else to add. <laughs> I don't know much about Casey Westgraves, but yeah, no, I mean it's, it's just—it's
2: a, a solid song, you know. Um, and it still has some, you know, some country elements in there, but not like new country elements. It's got like older, like you know, slide guitar and you know that kind of surf guitar that you would hear in like the '70s and the '80s. It's just—it's cool. It's a throwback. She and but she, I think she's smart enough to know what she's doing. That she knows that's what she's doing. And that's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> all right. Now, um, my song of the year, and I was trying to pull up the uh the category. Um, I think it was Oh, I thought I thought I thought High Horse was nominated for Song of the Year. It is not. No, the album is nominated for the album, album, album is, of the year.
2: yeah. I don't think she released this as a single. Like she performed it. It might have been a promotional single, but like it wasn't like a radio single.
0: All right, so my um, hmm. song of the year is uh, a song that came out in the middle of the night, <laughs> and I saw a preview of it, and the it took everyone by it it took the the world by storm
1: hmm.
0: in a matter of hours, and of course I'm talking about this song. Solid, solid. Um, It it
2: did come out the middle of that, didn't it? Yeah. Oh wow. I feel like it did.
0: Um, it was a song. It's a song to me that, um, well, one, it has like this beginning part Mm -hmm. reminds me of like like African pop songs. (laughs) Okay, I get that. Um. And it, the lyrics are very simple but they actually have like There's a lot, a of, lot meaning. of meaning behind it and then combine that with the visual
1: mm-hmm.
0: of the video like oh everyone's seeing all these dances but do you see what's going on in the background Yeah. <laughs> so um and the way that the country, the, the the climate of the country at the time, it was it was a very timely song.
2: It's a very timely, uh, and it's
0: still relevant now. Yeah. Even though you know, people may not be playing it because you know, it's old now and it's not as popular. But the the meaning is going to be is going it's going beyond its popularity.
2: Yeah. I uh, hate how we do that sometimes yeah. as, as black people. Well, it's society, but I know black people do it, especially. I look once like, it's been around for a while, they don't want to bump it no more.
0: Remember on 106 in Park they had the throwback song of the day, <laughs> but it'll be something that came out like 18 months before.
2: Yeah, it wasn't that old. We just don't we don't mess with it no more. It's just like, uh, now nah, we're good. It's like, but something like this is still good.
0: Yeah, uh, this and is still timely. This is nominated for Song of the Year. And
2: I hope it wins.
0: Uh, I hope so as well. Uh, it is going against... Um, all the stars. <laughs> all the stars and boot yeah. Up and God's Plan and In My Blood and The Middle and Shallow. But anyway.
2: Which is another good song. It's, it's, a, it's a very good lot. Um, Shallow's a great song. I, I remember the first time I heard that. That's a good song. I gotta see that movie.
0: All right, so the next category, uh, this is a new one, new category. <laughs> the Underwhelmer of the Year. Just someone, of a very popular act who came out with a project, and it was not, uh, it did not live up to expectations.
2: No, it did not.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Ben, who is your Underwhelmer
2: of the Year? I'm going to go with uh, the the Tennessean, Mr. Justin Timberlake um come on man like supplies was a pretty good song i liked it it was my earworm um and i like say something beyond those two tracks it was an incredibly average album um you did the super bowl man like (laughs) like i think we forget that like he you did the super bowl you released man of the woods and like it just did not do compared to um 2020 vision and what was the um the 2020 experience on that experience
0: Future Sex Love Sound
2: Yeah like this was I think he thought he could just put out an album like I think you and I said it sounded rushed like beyond like the a couple of the singles it sounded like it was Well uh
0: the song Filthy
2: didn't sound finished It did not sound finished whatsoever and I think I get the feeling what he was trying to do with it was what he did with Sexyback He's like, I'm going to make something that sounds different That like, you can't really tell It's me, and it just kind of Fell on its face, like it just wasn't Yeah, like it was Sexy back, it was not It was not sexy back um, And just like out like So like, we got, you know, um, Say Something playing in the background Which is really good, but let's be real Chris Stapleton kind of makes this song <laughs> um, It's just, I don't know man, like it was like past the Super Bowl. You didn't really hear much else about this album. And then, like a,
0: uh, it might have been in November. Like he was, he's on, he was on tour. Yeah. Like the, the like he was coming to Atlanta in January, but actually it was supposed to be January 10th. But the remainder of the tour was canceled. So Lack he was told to rest his voice. Mm. And like, nah, ain't nobody buying tickets. tickets man. Yeah.
2: You don't pull the. It's time to get the NSYNC <laughs> crew back together and do a reunion tour
0: they look call the call the other guys yeah they're waiting get get Max Martin (laughs) because you know he waiting too
2: they're all waiting they are waiting show these One Directioners who you are like the the Backstreet Boys are here like they're
0: making the, the Backstreet Boys are selling out shows yeah and they're not even coming out with anything
2: yeah I'm telling you, man. Some Justin, new in stuff. Get in sync back together. Make a record. And, and it
0: don't have to be like, oh, we get we own, only the 40 year olds are coming to yeah. the shows. No, you have a new audience. Yeah, and, and you Justin can show
2: still relevant enough. You could. Sh-
0: there, there is a boy band void. Yeah, and it could be filled by with in Backstreet Boys, they're just doing the nostalgia thing.
2: Yeah, go get Joey. Go get Lance. Go get Chris. Go get JC. Please go get JC. <laughs> go JC. <laughs> JC wants to sing. <laughs> he wants to sing and dance so bad. So bad. <laughs> you know, I,
0: I, I still contend that schizophrenic is better than justified. But anyway,
2: what I, what I think is going to happen though, if you do that, a um, we need it. We need an in sync movie, <laughs> a la the um, New Edition movie, yes. because I know JC is going to want his own part. <laughs> To do his own stuff. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, can I have a set to do my schizophrenic stuff? And they're going to be like, what, like three songs, I guess? (laughs) Oh, are you you doing an EP? Or or, did someone pick you to be on a soundtrack? (laughs) Oh, God. And then Justin (laughs) will have his part. Now that brings us to Chris and Lance and um, Joey. Will they have, you know, their own set as well, a la Beb of Devoe? Even, Even though I know they haven't, but... It'd be funny if they like for some reason did an album together, and they just follow the same trajectory as New Edition, and somebody gets shot, and we're watching about this on um, VH1. VH1 would have to do this movie. I could see VH1.
0: This would be this would be on MTV.
2: You think so? MTV and MTV because, movie?
0: because like TRL helped helped
2: make those guys. And you know what? That would be. I feel like it would start there and then, but first we got to go back to the beginning. And it goes back, like they're just sitting there talking on TRL to Carson Daly. Who plays Carson? I don't know. But like they're talking to him and then like, but first we got to start back at the beginning. And like it shows each of them where they're from. Who's playing? Was that one of the groups that like Lou Perlman put together? I believe it was. Who's playing Lou Perlman? Paul Giamatti. Yeah! Anyway.
0: Yes! <laughs> Paul Giamatti is Lou Perlman.
2: Dye his hair and make If him he pale. were still
0: alive, it would have been Philip Seymour Hoffman. But it's going to be Paul he,
2: it, he looks like Lou Perlman if he wants to. Oh, man, that's a missed opportunity there. Can they hologram him in? <laughs> man, oh, I'm telling man. you, man. Um, Lou, uh, what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman would mess around and get an Oscar nod for that.
0: <laughs> as, the, as a hologram.
2: They'd be like, oh, man, like he was... He was just so good. And the part where he yelled at them that, do you know who I am? I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, man, I was lost in the role. (laughs) Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) All
0: right. right. Um, My underwhelmer of the year. Uh, This is a a song that um, I heard it like after midnight on a radio station. (laughs) <laughs> and I was listening to the radio. I know I normally don't do that, but I was listening to it because a passenger, an Uber passenger requested the radio, mm. and as soon as I switched over to the radio, this song was coming on because the album fell out
2: of the sky. It's like, this is why we don't listen to the radio.
0: <laughs> so, of course, I'm talking about Beyonce and Jay-Z, now known as the Carters, with um, the, the song, we're playing the song uh, Ape Shit here. But um this album I felt was a it wasn't something that we necessarily needed.
2: No, we didn't need it.
0: You know, after Lemonade and then four forty four, I think everyone was kind of at peace with however you feel about Beyonce and Jay-Z about their relationship and yeah. people were really invested in that mm-hmm. but after both of those projects came out, it seemed like everyone was really at peace yeah it wasn't that they had to do an album together maybe with some form of therapy yeah but basically this is take um, watch the Throne. Mm-hmm. And switch out Kanye with Beyonce. Yeah, that's
2: essentially what this was.
0: Which is just an, an, an end zone dance.
2: It didn't. Yeah, it didn't add anything. And I'm not one of those. I'm not usually one of those people that says, "Oh, you have to add to the musical zeitgeist." But it just wasn't. Inter- it just wasn't entertaining. I don't think it was well done. Like this could have been. This could have been something big. But why is Beyonce rapping? That's what she is now. I don't get A it. A rapper. Like, what happened to Bonnie Clyde, <laughs> Jay-Z, Beyonce?
0: That's not coming back.
2: I guess she's like, I'm not here to just say hugs. Like, I'm someone else now. You're, you're a rapper from Houston. That's what you are.
0: And I feel like also what this album, Falling Out of the Sky, uh, again, is part of... I know you've had your criticism of Beyonce mm-hmm. as far as ever since she fired her father as her manager. Oh, yeah. Every album she's done doesn't feel like if every uh, everything feels rushed, like it was just thrown together.
1: Yeah.
0: This was an album I feel like was thrown together, and the way that Jay Z works, um, I mean he did he freestyles everything, so this is something I felt that was that was thrown together, and it was just them kind of lashing out at everyone <laughs> um, not that I'm like I don't care that they lashed out at Spotify I'm playing this from Spotify yeah. so they put it uh, on Spotify so clearly they don't have any beef with Spotify but they uh, but basically it's, it's like I said it's an end zone dance and
2: yeah
0: I think everyone was kind of at peace but I think also, which a lot of people have said, they did this album together because if Beyoncé was going to work on something, she couldn't leave Jay-Z by himself. (laughs) Because he might cheat on her again? I don't know. That's not good. That is a level of... uh, I mean, I understand if he hasn't earned back your trust, but (laughs) that shouldn't stop you from working. Yeah, that's a little... That's kind of uh, upsetting
2: that she doesn't trust him enough. that,
0: that, That can affect you as far as, like, your career, if you're worried, if you relate, if you can't have like some kind of
2: balance, yeah. If if you're so concerned that your man is gonna cheat on you, he's not your man. <laughs> no. Like uh, like Cyclops said, man, in X Men, had to worry about you take to Wolverine. Had to worry about you taking my girl. She wouldn't be my girl. It's the truth, man. Cyclops has spent that knowledge, man. People don't know.
0: All right, so uh, next award, we call it, it's another new award, we call it the Latest Hell Award, because (laughs) these are older songs that we just found out about. (laughs) I feel like
2: it would be funny to get Chris, Matt, and Minario to give us their Latest Hell, because of everyone, they were like, yeah, I don't really listen to anything new, I'm just retreading old stuff. I was just curious if I'm like, man, this was a really good song that I never heard before. I feel like they would be prime for this category. I really feel like they would.
0: So, Ben, tell us a, about a song that you were late as hell about.
2: So, I was not late as hell about the group, but I was late as hell about the song, The Brothers Johnson, Good to You, um, which I always figured in the Foxy Brown featuring Jay Z, Good to You, or, I'll, I'll Be. I was like, all right, I know that's a sample. I just had... I never knew what it was.
0: It wasn't this song.
2: They didn't sample that?
0: They sampled I'll Be Good by Renee and Angela.
2: Wow. That was the reason I checked this song out. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, this
0: song... I, I uh way, way before you, but I had heard this song, but I didn't know, like, of this version of it. Mm. The first version I heard was because this was produced by Quincy Jones.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the version with Ray Charles and Shaka Khan.
2: Okay. Yeah, I've, I've found like three or four versions of this song. That was
0: the first version I heard of this song until okay. I found out that these are guys who actually did it originally. Yeah.
2: And I think we also, um, we, we said that, or we kind of came to the conclusion that, um, God, what is his name? Curtis Johnson? I'm I Lewis Like Lewis Johnson. Lewis Johnson is Quincy Jones' favorite bass player because he played on if Quincy Jones had something that needed a bass player he basically went for him he went and got him Um, this is a great song Um, I think one night after we recorded I think I listened to it like five times (laughs) it is in my top 100 for songs on Spotify Um, it's just a really great song you know with the four on the floor bass kick going and it just sounds really good I love this song I love that, that guitar in there. Sounds like Ernie Isley, but I, I doubt it's him. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I really thought it was different from the Jay-Z song. Huh.
0: No, they sampled, uh...
2: I'm gonna look that song up now.
0: I, I can play it real quick.
2: Okay. How was I that wrong?
0: So everyone who knows the song I'll Be Good by Jay-Z and Foxy Brown... I'll, I'll be oh. I'll
1: be good. I'll be good.
2: Okay. Wow. mm mm Which Which one came out first? This one or the Brothers Johnson? Brothers Johnson came out no, first. ripping them off. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Actually, it was a song that you had mentioned. No, wait, no, no. That was I, I, I don't know, I was thinking of something else now. But anyway, um a song that I uh that I was late as hell on <laughs> is uh, a song from it's an album that I always heard about. Um and I never really listened to it. I know of one song that I, I do like off the album but this is another song that I really wasn't paying attention to mm-hmm. and it is uh, from Quincy Jones' album The Dude yeah <laughs> it's a song called I Know Karita.
2: that bass line is jumping and of course who played it? Louis Johnson the late great Lewis Johnson he played everything <laughs> probably, did it, probably did it in one take too A good
0: song. Uh, what I didn't know, they find out it later, it's a cover song. Yeah. And uh, I feel like this is one of those happenstance songs that like Quincy Jones happened to hear this song like, oh, that sounds good. Let's cover it. <laughs> I feel like we can do something better with it, though. <laughs> we can touch up a couple things. We gonna put this on the album. <laughs> should, should, I,
2: should I call up Paul and Ringo? No, don't call up. No, Paul and Ringo. no,
0: I need real musicians. You're fired. I'm talking about Paul and Ringo, get the hell out of here.
1: Oh God. <laughs> I need to call Lewis, call
0: George, <laughs> call. Uh, what's the dude's name? Greg, filling, filling, Philin. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, yes. The keyboardist named Greg. Get him. <laughs> and, and call Patty. Oh, still do background vocals, <laughs> all right. That was those, those are his folks, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was a song like I mean, this was the early 80s, mm-hmm. and you might uh put it with as a disco song, and it kind of has that kind of feeling, but well, it's too smooth to be this, kind. yeah. It, it, it's smoother than that,
2: yeah. It's too smooth, like disco. Especially bass lines in disco can kind of be choppy. Yeah. Like this is just like like silk, man. Like it just Yeah. And I feel like it moves a little too fast to be disco. But like its transitions are like even with the da, 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 like all that part, it's still more fluid than disco ever was. Like it's just so good. Yeah.
0: So yeah, check out uh I know Karita. And we're making a playlist for our because it's awards for the songs that we play here.
2: Because it's Big All right. Crazies.
0: So our next award is the best new artist. So an artist that you discovered and they were actually kind
2: of new <laughs> to you. So um, this artist was mentioned to me, this song, well, the song that she released this year was mentioned to me earlier this year when I was out with Monario and Abraham and he was trying to figure out, it was not a hit yet. He was trying to figure out what it sampled in which i just eventually realized i don't think it sampled anything it just has an old school feel to it and that is booed up by LMI. um i'm choosing her as my best new artist i'm not too familiar with any with what else she's done this year but i kind of feel like this song was such a good was a good first outing like it's such a it's just a really good song that has an old school feel to it and i think that kind of helped because you know what's old is new again and and so forth and so on i think it just kind of helped
0: and it's to me like it's not like the old school feel as far as like oh it sounds like 80s or 90s this sounds like this came out in 2002 to me
2: (laughs) i love it's got the cow the electronic cowbell and everything yeah man this song is it's just it is like
0: this is a song that you would have thought oh did she cover an ashanti
2: song oh okay i see what yeah no, this sounds like a lost Ashanti track. Is this Ashanti? Is yeah. this Blue Trail or something? She should have went and got Ja Rule for the for the remix. <laughs> he needs the money, clearly.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's that's kind of the vibe that I got from
2: it. Yeah. Well, I mean, early two thousands is kind of old school now. That's almost three yeah. years ago. It's kind of scary, but yeah. It's such a, it's just it's just smooth though. It's got a nice little hook, you know. She's very charming. She's British. Um, I hope she continues to have success. But as they say, this song slaps. <laughs> it bops. Yeah.
0: All right. So that is Ben's best new artist. All right. So my best new artist. Um. He came out with a uh, with his album, and uh, I think in like October, possibly. But um I was trying to find the okay. So uh he's been my earworm a couple times, mm-hmm. I think. And of course I'm talking about Masigo. Hmm. And um he's this triple threat that I don't think anyone has seen before to where he sings, he raps. He plays a saxophone. <laughs> I've seen with Answer Pack, he sings raps, he plays the drums,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but to play, to, but to incorporate the saxophone as well,
2: um, it's very David Boy of him.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this is the song "Lady, Lady." Yeah. Um. He started off, you know, posting on SoundCloud and doing saxophone covers of songs to impress girls, because of course. <laughs> Why else? (laughs) Oh God. Um but it remind but his music reminds me of the contemporary jazz that I grew up listening to. Mm -hmm. Um The Hidden Beach recordings. The the Hidden Beach, yes. Uh with a little bit of the roots, Mm -hmm. a little bit of um uh if anyone knows about Paul Jackson Jr. and Norman Brown and Paul Taylor and oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, so you kind of get I get that vibe from him, and that that's what I enjoy about him. Um, and he has a sense of humor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so you guys should check him out as well. Uh, and hopefully, that's some.
2: I didn't realize he was new this year though.
0: Yeah. This is his second album mm-hmm. technically that he just came out with. But the first one, it was kind of just he got the record deal, but he just went in the studio and, and put something out. Hmm. There wasn't really any kind of um any really kind of concept with it. Okay. But I think this was a more focused album that he came out with this time. So yeah. So, uh, guys, check out Masego. That's my best new artist. All right, and now the final award. Album
2: of the Year. All right. So, I'm um, going to go with Sweetener by Ariana Grande. Yes, I know she was my Artist of the Year. She also has my Album of the Year. Get over it. I don't know what to say though. But, no, um, great album. This is... Well, not the title track Was I felt the Best track on the album It was a slow burn And by saying What I mean by saying it was a slow burn I did not really care for the song at first um, Listen to it And then I, I started to really kind of get What it really was And it's just an amazing song Like it's just so well done Has a nice vibe to it Yeah, I, I think I think this is her and I mean, this is saying a lot. I think this is her best album to date. Um, I do think that the first album, um, or was the first album? So, Dangerous One was pretty good, but I, I definitely thought com- as far as complete albums, her debut album was probably the best. Um, and then I, I think, um, not the best, I'm sorry, it was the second best up until, you know, this one came out. I do think this is better than that one. Uh, of course, that was My Everything. That was the uh, first album. Um, you know what? No, that was not the first album. My Everything was her um, second album. Yours truly was her first album. Um, Babyface did some some work on there as well. But I do think in terms of just a complete album, I think this is the best that she's done. It's, it's really, really good. And I, I think... I, I look forward to what she's going to continue to do. Um because she is one of those artists that has really kind of gotten better. She's not like, um, and I know she's a a pop artist. She's working with writers and stuff, but like, I don't know. Like her stuff, like while some artists might seem stagnant and don't get better, I I do feel like she's putting out the best stuff of her career. Like as her career continues, like it just gets better and it just gets better and it gets better. So like, I didn't think she could top into you. That's my, that was my favorite song. Mm And I think she might have done it here. <laughs> uh, I could I could see that.
0: Um, this album feels more complete. And I've listened to a couple of songs like, oh, these songs are good. Like, they're not, it doesn't feel like filler. Yeah. To where you might get that with some pop albums. Yeah. To where there might be one or two songs, but then the rest is just
2: whatever. Yeah, they just made it just because, like, we're just trying to save some stuff. Yeah. For future albums. She didn't hold back, she did pull punches on this album
0: and uh her or her writers whoever embracing the what is popular yeah like Trap this could have easily been a rap song yeah easily
2: yeah. i would as a matter of fact and i'm trying to think who wrote it um let's see here of course max martin <laughs> was a writer on here but like yeah you know you're right this could have been and I wonder who it might have been shopped around to. Like, I would be surprised if maybe it was shopped around to, like, an artist like a Rihanna. Because, um, yeah, you're right. It does have that feel that it could be uh, a hip-hop song easily.
0: I feel like it was something that might have been, like, shopped to Rihanna. Yeah. But Ariana Grande is credited as a
2: co-writer. But
0: uh, what I found is that that doesn't really mean oh, anything. It's just to my- help <laughs> get the artist paid. But anyway.
2: Yeah. I said, I wrote the word the. Well, that means you're a writer now. Oh, Serban did mixing on this. Okay. He's a good mixer.
0: All right. So my album of the year. uh, Yeah, I still haven't seen the movie, but it's
2: the Black (laughs) Panther soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) It's on Netflix now, Greg. I know. Oh, my God. I still stand by it, though. It's just not as good as people say. I it was a it's a it was a cultural event, but it's just not as good as people say. I, and I'll fight anyone who wants to fight me on that.
0: I think there was just such a. If that's the case, I mean, I'll still watch the movie. Yeah. Eventually.
2: I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's not because that's not me saying that. Oh God, it's bad. But like, it's not. It's not even the second best Marvel film.
0: What what's opinion. what's one and two?
2: For best Marvel films. Yeah. Uh, right now my favorite is uh, Winter Soldier um, And then I would say my second is um, Infinity War Before that it would have been um, Civil War The Captain America movies are just are Better than all the others um, But right now it's like 2A and 2B are Infinity War And um, and Civil War yeah. And then I would say after that Because it's better than the Iron Man movies So I, yeah Then I put Black Panther there Yeah
0: I think with this uh, with this particular, or I guess with the album, it, they went in a different direction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like normally it's going to be some rock acts or when, when New Metal was popular, mm-hmm. you know, around with the Spider-Man and Daredevil movies. They made this like the kind of project to where, all right, we're going to have a black director
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a screenwriter and we're going to put hip hop on this soundtrack because you don't get a lot of that with these marvel movies.
2: It was very these reminiscent
0: movies to go with. I mean, maybe with Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was
2: like half and half, but yeah.
0: But yeah. with this it's like we're going to get like if we get Kendrick Lamar on this.
2: Yeah.
0: one of the if not the most respected hip hop mm-hmm. artist. Then if we get him on this you know, and it's going to be top dog. So that's going to include Scissor. That's going to include Schoolboy Q, yeah. and Absol, and J Rock. If we get those guys on it, and with their production and and skills and the kind of stuff that they put out, yeah, it's going to give a different feel for soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Like that's why the Black Panther soundtrack is nominated for Album of the Year. Yeah, we don't get that with soundtracks anymore.
2: No. Yes, it is reminiscent of like the soundtracks that came out in the '90s where the movie soundtrack actually was not it was, it was not a bunch of songs that were just it wasn't like fill it wasn't filler. Yeah. Like it oh, was songs that single, like let's just fit with here. the film. Yeah.
0: They were written for the film and time was invested yeah. in putting these songs together.
2: Mm-hmm. So one thing I think that is unique about Black Panther in this sense is this is the only Marvel movie to actually have a real soundtrack. That wasn't just a score. Like all the other movies are just the scores. And here they made, and so I think that is one thing that lent to the, and I don't want to say spectacle because it wasn't a spectacle, but the event, I guess you could say, the event that was Black Panther. Not only was it it's a majority black cast, um, it was uh, a, a black you know a black um, production team, director, and now we have a black soundtrack. Like it was the ultimate experience in blackness that you don't necessarily get anymore. Um, And that was, and that was interesting. Like it was, I don't want to say cool. It was interesting. And then it became cool because it worked. And I think part of it was, it's a Marvel film. So it's going to make money um, because there's a consistency in like how, what the types of movies that Marvel puts out. And then on top of that, um, it was just well, it was well done. You know, it was, it was a solid film. So. But yeah, everything, and that's a whole other conversation about how Marvel makes their movies and everything. That's a whole separate conversation because even though it was made by black people, it still you could, if you're watching it, you're like, yeah, this is a Marvel movie. You can you can clearly tell, yeah.
0: All right, uh, well, that will do it for the second annual Because-ies. um Let us know if you think there are any other awards we should add for next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, let's get to my earworm of the week. Whoop, whoop. All right. So I did not tell Ben what my earworm of the week was before we started. (laughs) But this is, um, I've played this artist before. And uh, this is actually one of those exclusive Spotify singles Mm. where they do one of their own songs and a cover. And I heard this cover and- I never, I hadn't heard the artist do music in kind of in this style. It was kind of like a departure in style for him, as far as how it sounds. The the cover itself, like the song choice, it makes sense mm-hmm. a little, but the style was kind of different than what I had heard from him before. Uh, he's more of an EDM down tempo artist, okay. while this sounds more more pop rock and almost the sophista pop of the genre that it was originally came from. So this is just to hear this now <laughs> <laughs> for this is a Spotify, exclusive Spotify single. This is S G Lewis and his cover of Sade's paradise. Okay. Uh, I'm not, I don't know who the vocalist is cause it's not him singing. Yeah. It, they have a, a female vocalist. I'm not sure who it is, but, um, yeah, I, I, this was, this was added to the we lit playlist and, um, I really enjoy it. So this is a cover <laughs> of Paradise by S.G. Lewis, and we'll be right back. paradise by sg lewis cover of sade's song i
2: like that i like that a lot
0: that is a an exclusive spotify single so even if you weren't paying attention weren't subscribed to our bttyc earworms playlist that's the only place you can find the song (laughs) it's on spotify Mm. (laughs) so um you can check that out along with all our other earworms and um yeah, big story is still not there.
2: Well, they had to they re released it. That's why. Oh, so With we get add added it version. Back. It's it don't. No, oh not no, as good. no. Not they made good. some. They did some production changes that I thought were pretty bad. So, I just went on their YouTube on YouTube and downloaded the um, original version, and I listen to that now. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that will bring us to the end of this episode. Uh, New beginnings 101. All right, Ben, can you tell the people where we can be found?
2: Yes, I can. Yes, we can. So um, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. If you want to find us, um, sometimes we get on Facebook Live. Um, If you were watching us, um, you'd be at our Facebook page. And normally I would say congratulations. Um, However, if you were not watching us and you were not at our Facebook page, then you could find us at facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um, if you would like to check us out on the web, you can check us out at com. All right, yeah. Cheesy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you can check us out there. Um if you want to find us on Instagram, you can check us out at by the time you hear this, at by the time you hear this. The website as far as well as our Facebook is by the time you hear this, spelled with the word U, and that's Y-O-U on our instagram as it's well as EWE EWE like ue bold yeah. or U is it U bold or something like that U-E. U-E? That's U-E. That's U-E. But EWE
0: is like the sheep. Oh, like the um a like in babe, yeah, ba-, babe ba ram yeah. u Yeah, that that's pronounced U.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that went
2: that went over <laughs> my head and everyone's. <laughs> I was like, "Where are you talking about bad like European directors here? What are we, what are we doing here?" Um if you want to find us on Instagram as well as emailing us at by the time you hear this at gmail.com, you will spell that with the letter U, and that is because we're urban. Yes, we are. And we not are. under investigation. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And not under age. And not unleaded. Yeah. We're we're yeah, we're not fuel. <laughs> um <laughs> if you want to listen to us uh while you're on the go, which is how, you know, the majority of people listen to podcasts. Or, you know, like some people listen in their car, which I do, or while they're playing a video game, if you know, you turn down the the um especially if I'm playing two K, I've heard the commentary by now. Like I think the only person I haven't really heard is Bill Simmons. Like I've heard Kobe many a times, I've heard K many a times. Um, fun fact, back in the day when we used to play NBA Live, because believe it or not, kids, that used to be the dominant franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, we sit at my apartment and Greg would <laughs> commentate. <laughs> And he was often better than – what am I saying often? He was better than the people who they had recorded previously to do it, which is really sad because I'm pretty sure they had, like, really famous people doing it. Um, but it was quite enjoyable. Now Greg has been replaced by podcasts, and that's, that's okay too. Um, <laughs> but if you want to listen to us um, while avoiding coworkers, the busker on the bus or the subway or um, the man begging for change on the street, I, I don't know where to go with this – you can find us. On, you can find us on iTunes. You can find. Greg's like shaking his head.
0: <laughs> I was with you. Said the old, uh, like old homeless man. Like um, what neighborhoods? That's fine. Yeah. Um, you it's not a sh- nice neighborhood. You you might not need to have uh, your ear pods in.
2: For the love of God, don't have airpods in. Apparently, yeah. that's like become the symbol for wealth. <laughs> don't have. <laughs> 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 So, you can check us out um, Google Play Music. That is the Orange Triangular app. Check us out there. Um, so, we've got, you know, Castbox, TuneIn Radio, Auto Radio, Overcast, um, uh, Satchel Podcast Player, which I know we haven't mentioned this in a while, but is a way for you to find podcasts produced in your area, which is a really, really cool feature, I might add. Um, and then you can also search for us on Listen Notes. Um, search for a subject of something that we've done in the past I'm not going to lie Even though, and I, I love Jay as a person We bring him on there I totally forgot we did 24 Karat Magic I, for- wow. I forgot that we did that album <laughs> um, I, rem- I forgot we did Nevermind Until Matt made the very bold statement That <laughs> Nirvana is overrated um, Wow, I was like Where are the uh, Nirvana heads to come and fight him for that um, I think it would have been more dangerous To say that Radiohead was overrated Then we would have gotten hate mail but that's not the story. Um, but yes, go on there, check us out, drop us a line at our email address, um, leave us a rating on, you know, I think you can do it on Google Music, I know for a fact you can do it on iTunes, leave us a rating, um, a five-star rating, anything less, and we're going to assume that you're what?
0: You have, uh, you possess a uh, hateration and holleration all up in our dancery.
2: Where we um, bake dances. <laughs> And the dancery, Yes. So leave us a five star. We're going to assume that you just hating. Um, yeah. Yeah. But either way, we'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah. So that will bring us to the end of this episode and we're going to end it with one of these golden globe nominees. I think this song is probably going to win um, just because of the critical acclaim that it has received. As far as the film, uh, we're going to end it with uh shallow, From A Star Is Born. Good choice. So thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace. Peace.